In our first reading today from Wisdom, we hear about the image of a balance being used, a grain on a balance, and I just want you to think about that. Uh, nowadays, it seems like we weigh things electronically, but back, back at that time, if there was, uh, you wanted to get, have a sense of how much something weighed, what you did was you used a balance. So you'd have these two different parts, and on one side, you would put known weights and what you knew something weighed, and on the other side, you'd have the substance, and then that way you tried to see where was it equal. And if you had a really sensitive balance, sometimes just a very tiny amount, what was called a grain, was just the right amount to get that balance to settle. So that's what we're speaking about in this first image, is that very tiny grain, enough to adjust the balance. And the image that's used is, before the Lord, the whole universe is as a grain from a balance. That's pretty, it's quite a concept, isn't it? You think about the universe, everything that is going on and on with the planets and stars and all the rest, that's like a grain in the balance to God. God is just so far beyond our human comprehension. That's, I think, the first thing that this reading tells us about God, is, is God is, anything time we think that we can define God that's not God. God is beyond our human conceptions. But God chooses to reveal himself to us. And that's why we have the scriptures. And what we know about God from the scriptures from wisdom is that, but it says, but you have mercy on all. So this, this God of everything that is beyond our comprehension has mercy towards each one of us. And you love all things that are and loathe nothing that you have made. I think that's a really good phrase for us to remember because this, this is a reading that tells us about the nature of God, but it also tells us about ourselves. And there may be days when... You're just not having a good day, and you're just, why was I even born? This is just awful. Even if you're feeling that way, God's not feeling that way about you. God loves all things that are and loathes nothing that God, that God has made, and that means you. You are precious in God's eyes. And even when we mess up and go a direction that's not helpful, Here's what that reading says about that. Therefore, you rebuke offenders little by little. Warn them and remind them of the sins they are committing, that they may abandon their weakness and believe in you. So it's that sense of even when we go off track, God doesn't hit us with a sledgehammer. keeps working at us little by little, wants to win us back. That's how God approaches us. So I think this reading from Wisdom can be very instructive as a way of helping us to develop our image of God. I think it can be very instructive in developing our image for ourselves as beloved of God, God who created us, God who continually calls us back. 
and for our concept of others. Because here's the thing. Think about what I would call the jerks in your life. <laughs> the people you really don't care for, and as soon as they open their mouths, <gasps> something just, you just have a physiological reaction, okay? And whether that's somebody right in front of you or somebody on TV, whatever. Think about those people, okay? How does God feel about those people? Because guess what? Just like God loves us and does not loathe us, God loves the jerks in our lives too, okay? God, everything that God has made, it says, uh, for what you hated, you would not have fashioned. Uh, isn't that, that's just a powerful image, isn't it? So this is the book of wisdom. Now, when it comes to the gospel, Jesus is the incarnation of God, okay? This, this image of God that's described in the book of wisdom, that is God becoming human, the word made flesh. Jesus is that personification of that, of, of how God loves here on earth, loves us here on earth. And I would say with the gospel today, Zacchaeus is the personification of the jerks in our life, okay? He is a tax collector, and tax collectors today aren't particularly beloved, I don't think, but back then, even less so, because he was collecting taxes for the hated Roman government. The government was the one, the occupiers of the land of Israel, and he was free to extort as much money as he could. So he was considered a jerk. But he hears that Jesus is coming to his hometown of Jericho and he wants to see him. And, uh, well, Zacchaeus is a bit short, so he can't. And nobody's letting him through to the front of the line to see Jesus, right? So he thinks, hmm, what if I run on ahead and if I climb a tree? And if you could imagine Zacchaeus as a middle-aged, short of stature person climbing a tree... That's what he was willing to do, to be able to see Jesus. There was something that attracted him to Jesus. And then when Jesus is walking along and gets to that point, he stops. He pays attention, and he calls Zacchaeus by name. And Jesus is able to see something good in Zacchaeus that the others cannot, and maybe even Zacchaeus cannot see in himself. And Jesus says to him, Zacchaeus, I mean to see, stay at your house today. Jesus is welcoming Zacchaeus into his company and inviting Zacchaeus uh, to be with him. And Zacchaeus is so overcome by this that when he scurries down, when other people are saying, well, who are you? He responds, I'll give half of what I have to the poor. If I've defrauded anyone, I'll repay him, not just one-fold, but fourfold over. That's how much this encounter with Jesus has affected Zacchaeus. He can't wait to, who he senses in Jesus, he wants to respond with generosity. So I think this gospel today is a gospel of hope. 
It is a gospel, as Jesus says. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. And I think all of us qualify in that category. Uh, Jesus comes and seeks us out. Jesus is the one who sees what's good in ourselves even when we cannot. And Jesus desires to abide with us. That is the good news of today.